DW Africa Link. It's a new year with great stories and happenings to come. Hello and welcome to this first edition of Africa Link for the year 2024. I'm Isaac Mugabe. And my name is Josie Mahachi. A happy new year from me too. As usual, we'd like to hear from you about your goals for 2024 and also reactions on the stories we are covering. And coming up, Congolese President Felix Sekedi promises to deliver on his promises after being re-elected to a controversial second term. Je voudrais vous rassurer. I would like to reassure you that the second mandate that you have just granted me will be dedicated to more action with the motivation of never betraying the Congo. And residents in Goma, Eastern DRC, won the Electoral Commission to be disbanded for failing to organize transparent elections. We are demonstrating today because the chairman of the Electoral Commission, Kadima, in complicity with Felix Chisikeri, have organized very bad elections. Details of that story and much more to come, but first, the world news in brief. DW News With George Okachi and a Happy New Year. A tsunami warning remains in force on Japan's west coast following the biggest earthquake for more than five years. Across the Sea of Japan, Russia's far east coast and the north of South Korea are also on alert. But U.S. monitors in Hawaii say the tsunami threat has largely passed. At least one person has been reported dead in Japan. Dozens of earthquakes shook the island west heating Ishikawa Prefecture. More than 30,000 homes are without power, but the government says nuclear energy plants have not been affected. Sierra Leone Authority have released 350 prisoners, including 11 women and a controversial rap star, after President Julius Mada Bio offered them a New Year's Day pardon. The move came in the wake of an alleged coup attempt on November 26th when armed attackers stormed a military armory, two barracks, two prisons, and two police stations, sparking clashes with security forces. 21 people were killed and around 2,000 prisoners escaped from the main Freetown prison before authorities were able to regain control. Kenya police say they have arrested two people in connection with the weekend stabbing of death of Ugandan athlete Benjamin Kiplagat. The two men, believed to be in their 30s, were arrested on the outcast of Rift Valley town of Eldred, local police commander Stephen O'Carl said. The Kenyan-born Kiplagat had represented Uganda internationally in the 3,000-meter steeplechase, including at several Olympic Games and World Championships. The 34-year-old's body was found in a car on Saturday night with a deep knife wound to his neck. This news is coming to you from DW in Bonn, Germany. Chad's transitional government appointed a former opposition leader who recently returned from exile as its new prime minister. Sisex Masra will serve as the country's prime minister through the transition to civilian rule. Masra, president of the Transformers Opposition Party, fled Chad in October 2022. The country's military government at the time suspended his party and six others in a clampdown on protest against interim leader Mohamed Idris Dibi's decision to extend his time in power by two more years. 
and Ukraine's President Vladimir Zelensky has vowed to wreak wrath against Russian, offic- Russian forces in 2024. This comes hours after Ukraine saw attacks on the first day of the year. Russia and Ukraine have seen an escalation of strikes in recent days, including an, an unprecedented assault on Russian city of Belgorod that killed 24 people over the weekend. Meanwhile, Russian President Vladimir Putin says his forces will intensify strikes on Ukraine in retaliation for an attack on Russian city of Belgorod. Russia launched 90 attack meanwhile drones against Ukraine in the hours leading to the New Year's Day. Kiev says its air defense destroyed 87 of them. And finally, to some sports, as the year begins, so does the countdown on Kylian Mbappe's future. It promises to be a nervous start of 2024 for PSG and its fans with speculation set to intensify about their prolific striker, one of the only two players in soccer history to score a hat-trick in a World Cup final. Mbappe began this season in a transfer standoff with his club after not taking up the option of 12 months extension into 2025. It means that starting today, January the 1st, he can openly talk to other clubs or even sign a pre-contract agreement with long-time suitor Real Madrid or Liverpool. And that's all we had for today. For more news and information, turn to our website, dw.com. And you're listening to Africa Link. We are glad to have you once again for this very first edition of the year 2024. Once again, I'm Isaac Mugabe. And I'm your host, Josie Mahachi. would like to hear from you regarding the stories we are covering today. And also tell us your aspirations and goals for the year 2024. We shall read some of them live here. That's correct, Josie. Now, to begin with, it is a story that we've been following since the 20th of December, and that's none other than the elections in the Congo. Well, to bring it to speed, President Felix Sekedi has promised to never betray his country after being re-elected or announced by Electoral Commission for a second term with 73% of the votes cast in a fiercely contested election. Now, logistical setbacks and election day overrun and an opaque vote count have fueled a dispute that threatens to further destabilize a country roughly the size of Western Europe, which is the world's top producer of cobalt and other priced industrial commodities. Since election day, some of Sekedi's main challengers, including former oil executive Martin Fayulu have been calling for a rerun of the contest and of legislative elections accusing the Independent National Electoral Commission, known by its French acronym as CENI, of allowing the vote to be tipped in the president's favor. Now, in a moment, we will be hearing from our correspondent in Goma and reactions. But first, let's hear what President Felix Chisekedi said after being announced the winner. This December 20th, 2023, has consecrated against all odds, except your patriotism, your determination, and your faith in the future of our nation, the date for reaffirming our identity and our pride in belonging to this beautiful country, the Democratic Republic of Congo. Well, Tsekedi also promised to fulfill what he wasn't able to achieve in his first term that was from 2018 up to just recently when he was announced as the winner of the run. 
I would like to reassure you that the second mandate that you have just granted me will be dedicated to more action to materialize these commitments and to the blossoming of these initiatives with the motivation of never betraying the Congo, of loving our Congo and the eagerness to see it transformed thanks to the work of each and every Congolese. Remember that the Democratic Republic of Congo is a land of hope, a land of future. We have every reason to refute the theses of our enemies and to believe firmly and definitely in our country. Let's get to work and make our nation shine. DRC President Felix Tshisekedi speaking there after winning a second term. Violence was already flaring in parts of the country before the, the results rather were announced. In the eastern city of Goma, the youth barricaded some main streets, demanding a rerun. Denny Kadima, president of the Independent National Electoral Commission, has to go. Enough is enough. He has organized chaotic elections. Enough is enough. He's got to go. We don't want him. He's an adventurer who was put in charge of the Independent National Electoral Commission, Seni. He has to get out so that we can organize good election. We are demonstrating today in Goma on December 31st, 2023, because the chairman of the Electoral Commission, Kadima, in complicity with Felix Chesikeri, have organized very bad elections that have never taken place before. We demand the annulment of these elections. We demand the resignation of Mr. Kadima and his arrest. Mm, those uh, voices of protesters, they are demanding a rerun or a revote of the whole vote. Something that is likely not to happen. And there were voices of the people in Goma. Well, uh, I spoke before we came on air to a correspondent in Goma Town, Zanem Zaid, who told me that the situation had returned to normalcy and, of course, telling me how much support uh, the incumbent or the winner of the vote, Felix Sekedi, enjoys in Goma City. Uh, yes, uh, the atmosphere in Goma is calm and uh, it was only yesterday that uh, a few members of the political party to which uh, Felix Chisekedi belongs uh, could uh, be seen celebrating victory in a few streets of Goma. And uh, at uh, the party's office, militant uh, gathered and uh, sang victory songs for most of yesterday evening, a way of showing the joy at uh, the victory already announced by the Electoral Commission. Are there planned protests uh, from opposition groups in Goma? Uh, For the moment, there are no protests planned. Uh, I tried this morning to visit the federal offices uh, of the opposition political parties and uh, everything is calm. Uh, No demonstrations have uh, been reported and uh, nothing is planned until then. Perhaps uh, we'll have uh, to wait a few days to see how the situation develops. Now, what are some of the key issues that residents of Goma Town want Tsekedi's government to address in his second mandate? As you know, uh, the eastern part of the Democratic Republic of Congo has been facing security problems for several years. Uh, Wars in uh, the region have caused many deaths and uh, displaced people. 
So the population, especially in the eastern part of the Democratic Republic of Congo, is waiting for Felix Tshisekedi to focus on the security situation and find a solution to the problems linked to insecurity. And how much support does Tshisekedi enjoy in Goma compared to other opposition parties? Uh, Chisekedi enjoys strong support among the population, uh, which can be explained by the fact uh, that during his election campaign, he promised to put an end to the war if uh, elected for a second term. Uh, he also called of the population to be aware of uh, what he called foreign candidates. Uh, candidates uh, sent uh, by uh, foreign countries who militate for the interests of foreigners uh, rather uh, than citizens. He was referring to his main challenger, Moise Katumbi, uh, who has uh, Italian uh, origins and uh, whose wife is Burundian. Uh, this uh, counter campaign worked in Chisekedi's favor and engaged Moise Katumbi, who lost a very large number of voters who began to suspect that uh, he had been sent by foreign countries. I was speaking to our correspondent in the town of Goma, Zanem Zaid, and uh, some of you have been sending in your comments. Mm -hmm. I'll start off with this one, Joseph, from Bob Galmai, who says, congratulations, but don't start a war with Rwanda. We all are Africa, so let's resolve our difference. I think this is in reference to Tsekedi when he said uh, ahead of the election or the vote itself that once elected, he will convene the two houses, the lower chamber and the upper chamber and attack Rwanda. Yeah, but you know, sometimes maybe it was just campaigning Mm. statements. We shall be following that story. Menke Martin says, congratulations to him. It just takes a few African presidents to be challenged by the opposition. And Ambassador George Rikinando Lombe says only Liberia did a very perfect, transparent and credible election this year in Africa. I'm so proud of my country's democracy. Well, true, I think they had a really good elections. They did. Mm. And then we also posted about the protests in Goma streets and we asked what is the way forward for the DRC. Potifa Tembo says they will get tired and arrested. You win elections in the ballot box. Mark Stevens School says we've heard from the refugee camp in Zambia. The refugees are crying that their relatives are in trouble. Mm, okay, we shall follow up on that one. Thank you, yeah. And Prince Udeni says, arrest those gang leaders, conduct fresh elections. Well, like I mentioned at the start of this story, it is a topic that we are following keenly and we have our correspondents on the ground. We shall always bring developments whenever they can. Thanks for staying with us. If you just joined us, welcome to DW's Africa Link program coming to you from our Bond studios here in Germany on this first day of 2024. And I'm Isaac Mugabe. Join us on our Facebook page, DW Africa, where the show is live. We also appreciate our listeners via our partner stations. Still to come, we hear what Africans expect from their governments as we start the year 2024. Uh, My expectations in 2024 is to get a job and have a better life. 2024 is probably going to be a peak for oil and gas. We would like to see an ease in our living conditions in 2024. 
Mm, that will be back shortly. But for now, let's head to Ghana. The Guinness World Records trend seemed to be taking Africa by storm, Isaac. Mm-hmm. Another woman in Ghana is attempting to break the record for the longest time spent cooking. Abdul Razak Failatu started cooking at midnight and plans to carry on for seven days. Well, the trend is getting hot, just like you mentioned. Nigerian Hilda Bachi's record was broken by Irish chef Alan Fisher recently. Abrazak Fayatu is the first Ghanaian to attempt the cookathon. Her first plan was to stop on January 5th, but just after announcement, a Ugandan woman cooked for a straight 144 hmm, hours. That is six <laughs> days. Well, hmm, let me continue this story. Abrazak Fayatu's cookathon comes just days after another Ghanaian woman sang continuously for 126 hours to break a Guinness World Book of Record. Anyway, Maxwell Sook tells us more from Tamale. A group of military personnel are keeping the euphoria alive at the Modern City Hotel in Tamale as a cook busily steers a variety of food in the kitchen. Abdul Razak Fela, to a 33-year-old Northern Ghanaian woman, wants to break the world record as a longer cooking chef. Hi, call me Fela, a Ghanaian. I am here to confirm that the Guinness World Records have given me the green light to embark on the longest cooking marathon. I will be so happy that Ghanaians as a whole come together and support me in all ways you all can for me to achieve this wonderful dream for all of us. The Cookerton journey started at 12 a.m. local time on 1st January 2024. As at 1 p.m., she has made six different dishes. I am unable to speak to her personally whilst she was on set. But one of her team members, Khadija Mohammed, tells me what is on the menu. We have teasers and variety of soup. We have uh, tubani, we have gable, we have wasawasa. We have a lot of food down here. But why the sudden craze on this world Guinness record? I asked Abdul Hai Mumin from the University of Development Studies in Tamale. Globally, the attention of the world is on Ghana because of the singathon that recently happened. The attention of the world now is particularly on Tamale. When uh, Ghanaians took up this same uh, competition, what we have seen is a positive narrative of Ghana in the media. Whilst failure to try the cookathon, many here just came to eat the food and share her up to continue. I'm here to cheer my sister Faira up because they portray the north to be a poverty area. So I want to prove the world that yes, we are not next, but we are proud and we can do everything. Inshallah. Go Faira, go Faira, go! It's an interesting one because we are here, we cheer her up. As you've seen, we do the singing, we do the dancing, the clapping, the shouting and all that. So when the food is ready, they just serve us. Her first plan was to stop on 5th January. But just after her announcement, a Ugandan woman cooked for a straight 144 hours over six days. Now she's compelled to extend her cooking duration subject to her resilience. A clinical psychologist, Peter Mindry, who is part of Fayletus medical team, say he's positive the candidate will go far. Our contestant is ready. Uh, mentally, she's stable. Psychologically, she's psyched. And she can go far. If Abdul Razak Fayletus succeeds, she will unseat Irish chef Alan Fisher, who recently took over from Nigerian Hildebasi. 
Thanks, Marcus Souk, for that report. And straight to Facebook, we ask, what do you make of this new phenomenon of challenging records sweeping across Africa? Daniel Owirodi says determination is the key to success. Nicholas Rue says it's irrelevant trying to break <laughs> previous records when you can create a new one. Well, Josie, myself, I also have an opinion on this one. Mm. I think if you want to break a record cooking food, go to a refugee camp where they're starving people and cook for them. I think you have the longest queues because I'm wondering who's eating the, the, that food. People already have enough. You go to a refugee camp and break it from there. There you'll have my support. Absolutely. And if you, want, if you want to sing, then you can also go to an orphanage or to the street so you can sing for the homeless people mm. sing for them then there you are in business for me you'll have my tick there and you pay them mm-hmm. <laughs> okay <laughs> okay we move ahead yes as the world celebrated the arrival of 2024 south africa marked this milestone with the birth of 410 newborns in its public health facilities despite the challenges the country has been facing the birth of new life is a cause of celebration and a reminder of the resilience and hope that characterizes south africa now maybe Amazing news there, Isaac, from South Africa. However, as the nation welcomes these new citizens, it also takes on the responsibility of creating a safer, more inclusive society for them to thrive in. But in other parts of Africa, many expect better from their governments. And on that very note, our correspondents in Kenya, Zimbabwe, Malawi, Guinea Conakry, Nigeria, Uganda, and Cameroon put together a pinwheel summarizing what expectations are there in 2024. We start with Benjamin in Abuja, Nigeria. Nigeria, with over 200 million people, is struggling in many fronts to earn meaningful living under harsh conditions. This is why the shopping list of Nigerians, which at best can be described as a charter of demands, includes provision of lasting peace by the President Tinubu government. This pensioner, Matthias Sati, captures it all. Insecurity, agri, fuel and education. There is the incessant fuel scarcity in the country, which has ripple effects on the country's economy and people's well-being. President Tinubu early in the day broadcast to Nigerians and said, I quote, I hear your groans. Nigerians are hoping that this listening president's promises will be turned to something good in the year 2024. My name is Miriam Kaliza from Lilongwe, Malawi. 2024 has come with a lot of expectations and anticipation from many young people in Malawi. 2023 had its ups and downs and took a toll on some people. I met Zwayo Ngoma, a Lilonga resident, and here is what he said. Uh, my expectations in 2004 is to get a job and have a better life than uh, in 2023. This is Alex Jita in Kampala, Uganda. Most Ugandans look forward to 2024 as a year the country should finalize plans to produce oil in 2025. Cost of doing business is high and fuel prices keep rising amidst other life challenges. To many, their incomes are likely to grow once their businesses can be shielded by oil produced locally. Humphrey Asimwe is the chief executive officer of the Uganda Chamber of Mines and Petroleum. 2024 is probably going to be a peak for oil and gas construction phase where we are right now. And that is very exciting. This is Columbus Mavunga in Harare, where most Zimbabweans hope that the country's moribund economy turns around this year. Zimbabwe has had years of shortages of food and energy among several shortages. In his 
New Year message broadcast to Zimbabweans at home and in the diaspora on national television and on social media. President Emerson Munangagwa said Zimbabwe's fortunes are around the corner. He gave an example of mining sector which surpassed the $12 billion mark in 2023. I am encouraged by the increased number of both local and international tourists visiting our country. Equally, investments in new tourism products and facilities which bolstered the growth of the sector are a welcome development. As we drive towards energy self-sufficiency, the discovery of oil and the gas in Muzarabani confirms Zimbabwe's potential as a future producer of gas. I am Kilian Gala in Cameroon. As the year 2023 comes to an end, many Cameroonians are looking forward to a better 2024, hoping that the government will address the many economic challenges plaguing the nation. Patrick Moa is a Yaoundé-based journalist. 2023 has been an extremely difficult year for most Cameroonians because the cost of living has been very high. We expect that 2024 should be better in terms of access to basic necessities and of course government has to really lay emphasis on curbing the ever-rising price of um, commodities like fuel. The government has announced a series of measures to boost economic recovery in 2024 such as increasing public investment, improving the business climate, supporting the private sector and implementing structural reforms. I am Karim Kamara in Conakry. Here, citizens say they would like to see their lifestyle improved in 2024, unlike in 2023. In 2023, Guinea's living conditions in the country was a turbulent time. Cash was in an acute shortage in Guinea, and youth employment continues to be an issue for the military junta. Seku Sise is an unemployed graduate. He says decent employment of the youth is all they want. In 2024. We would like to see an ease in our living conditions in 2024 because in 2023 things were hard. This time we want decent employment for the youth. I am Thelma Mwadzaya reporting from Nairobi. As 2024 begins, Kenyans are bracing for tough times as the last of the Finance Act tax measures get implemented. A recent survey by InfoTrack, published on the 29th of December 2023, indicates that 21% believe this year will be worse, while 30% think it will be better. As his New Year message, the opposition chief, Raila Odinga, has said that he will use all avenues to oppose Ruto's new tax measures and, if need be, resume anti-government street protests to pile pressure on the Kenya Kwanzaa government to remove the Finance Act. On the other hand, President Ruto defended his policies and admitted, although things are painful now, it will get better. The high cost of living is one of the issues that are on Kenyan minds while schools are set to reopen. Many thanks to our correspondents in Kenya, Zimbabwe, Malawi, Guinea, Conakry, Nigeria, Uganda and Cameroon for putting together that pinwheel. And uh, we wanted to share with you also the new year by asking you what you remembered most about the previous year, which is 2023, and what your new year resolutions were. Uh, someone who refers themselves to African politics says, I did not live in 2023. I don't condemn the year either. I will remember it as the year I organized on myself. My resolution is to live 2024 to my fulfillment. Mm. And Mary Chelsea says, things I remember can't fit in a paragraph. 
resolutions, let things flow and wait for good things the universe got in store for me and my family. Adetunji TJ says, I remember the suffering of change in Nigerian currency a few weeks before the election. My New Year resolution is to start a business I can retire into. Hmm, well, mm-hmm. interesting one. And uh, elsewhere in the Sahel region, uh, Burkina Faso's military leader, Captain Ibrahim Traore, has told his people that the year 2023 was the year of evaluation, which quote-unquote, led us to take important decisions and to break through the shackles of slavery, imperialism, and neocolonialism. And of quote, Traore added that Africa must continue to stand on its own because, quote again, you cannot hope to find your lost object by calling for help for one who stole it from you. Strong comments there from Traore there. So, we asked, what did your president say in their New Year's speech? Mm, and Ediao David says, um, he's referring, I think, to the president of Burkina Faso, says this man is the real deal for Africa, only that he must not keep out Russia as well. Tab Boris says, our president, Paul Beer of Cameroon, spent the whole night threatening striking teachers and threatening people who are fighting for their freedom with the military. Interesting comment. A cheeky one indeed. He says, the, a president who thinks the ruling is by intimidation, the country is going nowhere. And Sam Okunu says, most presidents were giving hope for the better and justifying the challenges and misses of 2023 from west to east and south. Karim Mukasa, also in reference to Captain Tour of Burkina Faso, this president must be protected at all costs is the real deal. And Tom Jerry says in Uganda, President Museveni emphasized securing more loans from the IMF and World Bank. We really appreciate all your comments and, and we really want also to follow our stories on our Facebook page, DW Africa. There's a lot coming ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Yes, on that very note, we come to the end. My name is Isaac Mugabe. And mine is Josie Mahachi. Until tomorrow, take care and happy new year. DW Made for Mind.